consider tripinsurance.com to cover your next cruise investment. Buy direct from the leading insurers and save up to 40% or more on comparable plans from the other sites. Get a quote today and save from tripinsurance.com. Okay, stand by. Broadcasting from Port Miami. Cruise Radio says farewell to the carnival destiny. Hey, I'm Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. Check us out online at cruiseradio.net. We are broadcasting from the Cruise Radio mobile studios aboard Carnival Destiny. This is one of my favorite ships. I know it is. A lot of history here. My first real cruise happened on this ship. What else happened for the first a time? A lot on of that other ship? cool things. I won $250 in a slot machine with just uh-huh. one quarter. Nice. Well, it's kind of sad as. Uh, this is her final voyage. She'll end up at Fin Cantieri Shipyard in Italy for 49 days, where she'll undergo a $155 million renovation. Yeah, it's not all sad. She'll reemerge as Carnival Sunshine after 49 days in dry dock, and boy, she has some cool features coming. Be sure you check out our pics at facebook.com slash cruise radio. We've got some uh, wonderful moments from Carnival Destiny's very last embarkation day. Yeah, we've spent seven hours on here today taping video and audio, all to make a series leading up to the launch of Carnival Sunshine just want to say a huge thanks to Vance Gullickson. We told him, like, well, we just need it for a couple hours. Yeah. And Seven hours later. <laughs> so really, really appreciate we it. We did get to see Carnival Victory leave Miami for the first time in years, though, so that was kind of cool. She's actually taking the place of Carnival Destiny while Destiny's over getting a facelift. We're going to talk to Kevin Noonan, the cruise director, also a passenger or two. And cruise journalist and maritime historian Peter Conego will join us telling us all about Carnival Destiny and her awesome history she had. But first, Stuart Sheeran, the cruise guy, is here. Hello, Stuart. Hey, Matt. Hey, Doug. Hey, man. Carnival Victory is replacing Carnival Destiny in Miami. Now, didn't she come from Puerto Rico, and is anyone replacing her there? Well, no one's replacing her, but uh, they, Carnival is uh, replacing her with another ship. She was doing the seven-night Southern Caribbean from San Juan, and uh, Carnival Victory is now in Miami. Carnival Valor, which previously had been in Miami, is replacing her down there. Uh, Carnival Victory is going to be doing four- and five-night cruises uh, from Miami, and uh, she will be the newest and largest uh, ship sailing year-round from Miami uh, on that run. So that's uh, certainly very good news. And Carnival just had record number bookings too, right? Yeah, speaking of, of Carnival, between January 28th and February 3rd, they recorded 187,283 passengers booked across their 24 ships, which uh, is definitely a record for Carnival, which, you know, in light of the, uh, you know, things going on and, uh, you know, the uh, economic uh, problems in Europe, um, I mean, that, that really says that, you know, the cruise industry is, is really uh, doing a great job rebounding from last year. Royal Caribbean announced the names of their two upcoming Project Sunshine ships. Well, First of all, Matt, we got to drop Project Sunshine. Yeah, what's going on there? Well, the the new name of the project, they've actually officially named the project, and it's moved into a class. So Project Sunshine is now going to be known as the Quantum class of ships for Royal Caribbean. What are the names? Quantum of the Seas and Anthem of the Seas. Nice. Let me ask you this. We have the Freedom class, then we have the Oasis class. Where is this going to fit in? Well, I mean, this is the next class, so this will be the the newest class for uh, Royal Caribbean. But I mean, size wise. Well, size wise, she's going to be they're going to be 158 thousand tons and carrying 4,100 passengers. How big's Freedom? Uh, Freedom, those are 154 thousand, so they're slightly larger. Gotcha. But uh, they are a new class of ship, a new build. So where Freedom class was just an extension of the previous 
Voyager class. And what's actually interesting, and if you link to um, cruiseradio.net, there is actually a link there where the listeners can see the, um, the steel-cutting ceremony. And it was very interesting to, to note that Bernard Meyer from Meyerwerf, the, you know, the uh, owner of the shipyard, he said this will be essentially the most challenging class of ships that they've ever built there. So it's, I mean, that really kind of sets the bar. I mean, they built, you know, the you know the Celebrity Solstice class ships. They're building the NCL uh, breakaway class ships. So that that says that says a great deal. So if we want to know the secrets, we need to get him drunk. <laughs> exactly. Next time we, uh, we we see him. There you go. Um. So this isn't good. Princess Cruise is fined by the EPA for discharging in Glacier Bay. Now, what kind of fine was levied on the cruise line? Well, they were fined twenty thousand dollars. Wow. For releasing wastewater into Alaska's Glacier Bay, uh, but that was you know back in uh, that was that was some time ago. They they claimed that about two hundred seventy seven tons of water from the Golden Princess. Uh, flowed into the uh, in, into Glacier Bay. Hmm. Um, Princess actually notified the EPA of the dis- discharge the next day. Well, that's good. So it's it's like they they self they self tattletailed on themselves, and uh, which I mean, look, the cruise industry is I mean, look, they sail in the oceans. It was an accident. We took care of it. We apologized, and uh, you know, they, just just like uh, I mean, they're 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 willing to take. Uh, um, you know, the, the fine and, and move on. Disney had their earnings call the other day. How are financials on the ship side of things? Well, it's, it's very interesting that, um, you know, Disney uh, Cruise Line has done very well, thanks, thanks in part to Disney Fantasy as well as Disney Dream. But uh, they're actually, uh, it was actually offset by um, uh, Disney Magic, which was, has been suffering in Galveston with uh, lower um, cruise pricing and higher operating costs. So it's again, it's no no surprise that Disney, uh, after their uh, you know second season, will be pulling out of Galveston. It's just unfortunate. It just didn't work, uh, you know, and, and it just may you know kind of show other cruise lines that are looking to go in there that you know Galveston can produce a certain amount of passengers from the Texas market, and uh, and that's about it. If you don't know what you're talking about, you sure pretend to. <laughs> you guys rock. Cruise Radio News now trending at cruiseradio.net. This is Cruise Radio. For over 42 years, Park West Gallery has introduced over 1.3 million people to fine art. Here's what actual customers are saying. I've been collecting with Park West five, six years now. Six years. Nine years. Ten years. Everybody we meet at Park West makes you feel comfortable. You're part of their family. It is an exciting and fun experience. It is enjoyable, uplifting. Park West has been so kind to us. Park West makes us excited to spend money on art. To find out more about Park West Gallery, visit parkwestgallery.com or go to cruiseradio.net and click on the Park West Gallery icon. It's not just a good idea to have travel insurance during the winter months or hurricane season. Every travel agent or travel expert we talk to says it is a very smart idea to always travel with travel insurance. That's why you should check the folks out at TripInsurance.com. They have exclusive products from the leading travel insurers that you won't find anywhere else. Yeah, they are the low-cost leader in travel insurance with savings up to 40% or more when you compare similar coverage from other sources. What plan do you want to go with? Good, better, or better? They have coverage in all three categories that make it easy to find the right insurance plan for your budget. You know what defines great customer service? 
actually being able to talk to a human being, and they do that at TripInsurance.com. They are committed to great customer service with 24-7 telephone support before, during, and after your trip. You can also file claims online right on their website, and they keep you posted of any travel alerts that could affect your travels or safety at your destination. Check them out right now, TripInsurance.com. Here on Deck 10 aboard the Carnival Destiny with passengers Bob and Kay. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Bob. Well, thank you, Matt. Hi, Kay. Hi. How now, are you? where are you all from? San Diego. Very good. This is a historic sailing. It is the final voyage for Carnival Destiny. How does it feel to be a part of it? Well, I just learned about that today. Oh, yeah? I'm uh, excited. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a great cruise. The ship was in pretty good shape. I don't understand why they need to fix it. Yeah. Have you <laughs> sailed on the Destiny before? Never have. Have you sailed Carnival before? This is our first time on Carnival. Uh, but you've cruised before. We have cruised a couple times before. Very good, very good. Well, it should be exciting. They're going to do a complete renovation, about $155 million, gutting the thing and just almost starting from scratch. Well, I'm glad I don't have to pay for that. <laughs> well, thanks for being with us. Enjoy your cruise. All right. Thank you very much. Stream us worldwide on our free iPhone app. Just search Cruise Radio Live in your app store. Happy to have our next guest with us, cruise journalist and maritime historian Peter Canego from MaritimeMatters.com. Peter, welcome to Cruise Radio, man. Thank you, guys. It's so great to be here with you. Thank you for having me. Peter, tell us a little bit about your background. I have been chasing cruise ships and ocean liners uh, for the past almost 40 years now, since I had an eighth grade assignment on the Lusitania in Mm. an uh, American history class. Don't know why I like them so much, but I've been in love with ships, and I have pretty much traveled the world time and time again. Uh, I spent the 90s, when I was in the music business, I would spend all of my vacation time and money going to find the old liners that were laid up in various ports around the world and document them because I knew at one point they would be scrapped. And then in the early 2000s, when they started scrapping the ships, I started going to this place in India called Alang, where they beached them and cut them up and strip all the fittings. And at that point in time, I started actually buying these fittings and um, selling them on a website called Midship Century and redoing my home into an old ocean liner from the 1950s, basically. Um, so, And that, at the same time, is doing the cruise journalism, you know, getting uh, assignments to take cruises and write about them for various uh, websites and publications. Well, Peter, it's like the end of an era here, saying goodbye to Carnival Destiny, because once she was the world's largest ship. Yep, blew away the record. There, It, it was like a 46-year record. The Queen Elizabeth was 83,000 tons, built 1940, and they said there would never be another ship bigger than that. Huh. And there wasn't <laughs> for ages. They even thought the QE2 would be the last big ocean liner, and QE2 ended up being about number 100 in size by the time she was retired. So the Destiny pretty much launched a whole series of 100,000-ton-plus ships that uh, blew everybody away at the time. Did people just think it couldn't be done at that time, Peter? I think they they didn't necessarily think it couldn't be done because they were building super tankers and aircraft carriers and, and other types of ships that were that big. They just didn't think there'd be enough demand for it. In what other ways uh, is or was Carnival De- Destiny unique? She was more and bigger than the rest of the ships in the fleet, but she was pretty much based on the same blueprint they had established with the Holiday, a uh, mm-hmm. ship that came out in the early 80s. 
you know, with the promenade connecting all of the public rooms on the on the port side of, on the starboard side of the ship. Uh, but she increased everything. The double deck dining rooms, the showroom became uh, three plus stories tall versus the two plus stories tall showroom that was on the previous class of ships. So I think that was mainly her breakthrough was 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 size and yeah you know, she had two atria instead of one. Um, but she wasn't really that much radically different from the other ships that came before her, except for the size and just maybe a little splashier looking. Yeah. Well, sadly, her reign has come to an end. What were your first thoughts when you heard about Carnival Sunshine? My first thought was, how are they going to accommodate 400 more people? <laughs> and then I looked at you know what their plans were and all the different venues, and I thought, okay, you know, those guys really know what they're doing. They're offering more dining experiences. The water sports area up on deck is going to be incredible. Um, the serenity area for adults. You know, so they've obviously thought that out. I think they've figured out a way they could increase the capacity and update the ship at the same time. So it'll be really interesting to see how it flies. But I think they're going to be, you know, typically I think it's going to be as successful as all of the other carnival experiments that we've seen. Have we ever seen an undertaking quite like this? I think we've seen sort of step-by-step undertakings that have given them, I think, more freedom to do something this radical. Uh, Grand Princess, uh, which is, you know, the Princess Division of Carnival, they sent that ship in. Um, She was also, for a time, the world's largest ship, and they completely redid her, and they took off the Skywalker's disco platform that was on the stern of the ship, and that was a huge undertaking. So I think when they saw how successful that was, they were figuring, look, we can do it within our own fleet. And I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, some of the Holland America ships, you know, get redone completely, some of the ones that were built in the 90s. And I think we'll see a lot more of this. And Peter, if I'm not mistaken, this is one of the first ships that Finn Cantieri built for Carnival Cruise Lines, right? Exactly. Uh, specifically for Carnival. Carnival did have a contract with Finn Cantieri on some of its Holland America and Princess ships. So, yes. Uh, specifically for the Carnival fleet it was. They were building their ships in Finland before this. Who was it, the Staten Dam they built? They did the Staten Dam class, the Staten Dam, Rhine Dam, Maas Dam, and Veen Dam. And then the uh, Volendam and uh, Zondam and the Rotterdam and Amsterdam, those were all done in Fincantieri in the, in the 90s. We've been seeing this shift to bigger and better in the past few years. Do you think there's a saturation point? I think at some point the people now that are going for bigger and better are going to want to graduate to something maybe smaller and a little more intimate. But I think for bringing people into cruising, the bigger the better. You know, when when people first talk about going on a cruise and they they decide to do it instead of a land vacation, the, the number one thing they say is, I'm going to be stuck on a ship, I'm going to be bored. So when you can show them all the different options that they have, entertainment, casinos, swimming pools, all of those different things, the more of that you can have, I think the better for bringing people into cruising. But I think once they're into cruising, then they're going to want to start, you know, it's like when you first get into wine, you know, (laughs) you decide you finally like it, then you want to learn more about it and then start trying different types of wine and and, you know, sort of upgrade your taste from there. But I think as long as there's an entry-level cruise market, the bigger and better is going to be with us 
You can find him at MaritimeMatters.com. Cruise journalist and historian Peter Canega, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. It's been great, you guys. Thank you for having me. We're going to make our way out to the Lido deck where cruise director Kevin Noonan is standing by. If you missed any part of the show or want to hear more, go to cruiseradio.net or go to iTunes and search Cruise Radio. Follow us on Twitter at Cruise Radio. Broadcasting from the Lido deck aboard the Carnival Destiny, this is Cruise Radio. Cruise director Kevin Noonan. Welcome to Cruise Radio, Kevin. Well, thanks, Matt. It's my pleasure to be here. Of course. Well, uh, you have pretty much have no choice, do you? No. You you came up. There's a microphone, and I'll talk in it. That's... How long have you been with Carnival? This is my 13th year, actually, this week, 13 years. Very good. And now, have you ever brought out a new ship before? Yeah, the Carnival Liberty. I was on the startup team of that ship. Met it in the Mediterranean over there in Italy and, and then cruised on it for three months. This is uh, sad and very historic, of course, the final sailing for Carnival Destiny. Um, what are you going to miss most about the Destiny? Well, the Destiny has a personality of its own. It, it was... First of all, in the Guinness Book of World Records, it was the biggest ship in the world for a very short time, but it was in the, in the print edition of Guinness Book. Yeah. That's exciting. And yeah, this ship's got a lot of character to it. What's your favorite Carnival Destiny memories uh, or stories? Well, I, I joined the Destiny two and a half years ago, and since being here, I've done two new kids on the block cruises. I've done a Kid Rock cruise. I've done a Kiss cruise. I got to nice. shake Gene's, him, Gene Simmons' hand right, right here, basically. So Destiny's always bringing some interesting people. What was your initial reaction when you first heard about the new plans uh, for the Destiny becoming the sunshine? I thought it was great. Everyone needs a new beginning, and the Destiny's no different. Uh, I think what we have planned for this ship is going to be phenomenal, and it's going to be a, a real cool transformation. I get to be here for all of it. So, What are you looking forward to most about the Carnival Sunshine? The slides. The slides on the back look awesome. Yeah. I saw you up here filming a minute ago with... Uh, with our old slide, yeah. we don't call it old, our current slide, right. but uh, the new slides look amazing. The race slides, very cool. What are your responsibilities during dry dock? Uh, well, mo mostly just to uh, make sure it's all moving along. Uh, I, I won't have a technical job during the dry dock, but I'll, I'll actually uh, be hands-on, making sure the, the entertainment stuff is coming along pretty well. For families who are sailing the brand new Carnival Sunshine, uh, what's in store for the kids, tweens, and teen programs? Oh, well, we're adding brand new spaces for them. Uh, we, of course, have award-winning youth program, Camp Carnival, Circle C, and Club 02, and uh, those will now all be right next to each other, which is really neat, real close to the slides, uh, which is awesome, and the, the kids' areas on board are going to be phenomenal. I've seen only seen the plans, because obviously it's still work to be done to make them, but uh, it, look, it looks phenomenal. It's astounding uh, the, the, all that can be done in 49 days. Uh, how do they do that? Well, uh, a lot of hard work, really. Uh, we, we have They're working around the clock? Basically around the clock. Uh, we, we have contractors who, at first, when the demolition is happening, it's going to be uh, pretty interesting. But basically my job at that point is stay out of the way. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Cruise director for the Carnival Destiny, Kevin Noonan from New York. Thanks for being with us on Cruise Radio, man. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. All right. That's going to do it. Is it April yet? It won't come soon enough. Don't forget to check out our pics of Destiny's Last Day, Facebook.com slash Cruise Radio. Also, our cruise news updates at cruiseradio.net. All you do is put your email in the upper right-hand corner. From the Cruise Radio mobile studios aboard Carnival Destiny at Port Miami, I am Matt Bassford. And I'm Doug Parker. And this is Cruise Radio. 
Thanks for listening to Cruise Radio. For information on how your company can reach over 100,000 travel enthusiasts a week, email sales at cruiseradio.net. Find Cruise Radio on iTunes, Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Just search Cruise Radio. I'm your announcer. <laughs>